Hey, welcome to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. You're tuning in to another episode where we talk about the things you need to know in order to grow your business. I think I did that intro as if I was surprised you're still here. I was like, hey, you're here. Here's another one, right? Uh, but I am nothing if not stubborn when it comes to running my own business and probably you yourself, you have a little bit of stubbornness in you as well. That unwillingness to quit, that willingness to persevere and keep going when things are pretty tough or when things are great, you know, no matter the case may be for you. I hope things are going really well. If they're not, I'm going to be sharing some good advice for you today that's going to get you going in the direction you need to go. We're going to be talking a little bit about sales today and and talking about sales as a skill set, why sales matters so much in business. I mean, the answer is pretty obvious. It affects your bottom line. We're going to be getting right into that today. But before we dive in, we do have a word from one of the amazing businesses that sponsor the podcast. So check out this quick ad and we'll be right back soon. Running a business full-time includes so many things that you have to worry about that you frankly don't always have the time you need to think about your home. When that latest hailstorm hits and you're thinking about roof repairs or maybe you're working on a new construction project and you got to call someone to build your roof, a lot of times as business owners, we're like, man, tell me who to call, tell me who I can trust, tell me who I can rely on so I don't have to worry about this and instead I can focus on building my business. Well, that's why today I want to tell you about Boston Mountain Roofing. I've known their owner, Colby Thornburg, for several years now, and I have to tell you, these guys aren't like any other roofers. They do their job with absolute integrity, and they're absolutely interested in giving you a quality roof that, most importantly, is going to last. On top of this, we all know those contractors that you can never get a hold of. You never know when they're showing up on time. You're like, where is this person? And frankly, what's, you know, why is my bill just running up? That's not the case with Boston Mountain Roofing. They believe in showing up on time, getting the work done when they said they would, and most importantly, being totally transparent with the cost, all while giving you an incredible experience. So go to bostonmountainroofing.com to get a free quote or call 479-449-ROOF. That's 479-449-7663. So we have this Facebook group for business owners here in our Northwest Arkansas area. And among all the spam that I'm usually deleting, uh, we occasionally get some really good questions and insights that are in that uh, Facebook group. Well, David Mitchell, who's new to the group, he posted a question, which this is a pretty common question that ends up in groups like this, but it was basically, what's your number one challenge you face as a small business owner? And there were a lot of great options to it. There were uh, competitions. So like your competitors who are in the same industry as you, who are doing what you're doing, uh, having enough time, which if you're a small business owner, I mean, you definitely didn't quit your job to uh, work less hours because many entrepreneurs will tell you, uh, you work the same, if not more hours, depending on how many customers you have, uh, cash flow. So the money coming in when it's supposed to your ability to pay off your bills, all things related to that hiring, uh, which is its own thing entirely, or lastly getting customers. So David posted this poll up. I was looking at the results and, uh, it, I want to say it wasn't really surprising, uh, especially if you're listening, you already know the answer. Cause I already said, 
I already spoiled it in the intro to the podcast saying we're going to be talking about sales today, but I was a bit surprised how lopsided it was. 51% of the respondents said that their number one challenge is getting customers. And in fact, over the years of good advice, five years of good advice, the number one question I get, I'm talking phone calls from people who've looked me up, maybe they found my business online, they Googled business help, my profile popped up, whatever it is, but people who call me, email inquiries, um, people who hire me, literally the number one pain point is I need more customers. I need more customers. I need to make more money. I need to grow this thing. Or it's something like tangentially related to that. It's not every customer, but definitely like the overwhelming number of customers. And I'll go ahead and tell you too, of the customers that I work with, or even people that I chat with, the difference between customers who have an amazing business, who you know, they're growing something really special versus those random people who call me, who I can typically get in like the first 10 minutes, a sense of, is this business going to make it? Um, does this business have legs to it now? I, understand me for a second. Cause I don't want anyone listening to like, you know, go the path of like existential dread of like, you know, I'm, I'm not like a savant in this stuff. If I, if I talk to someone, I can't like, you know, I, I keep thinking like CSI Miami, I can't like put it all together and like figure it out and be like, okay, you are going to make it or you're not. I'm talking like people who like, I get on a phone call and they haven't made a sale in like six months. It's like, Hey, you know what? I don't know if this thing's going to make it. I mean, I, that's my nice way of saying, it. Hey, it's not going to make it. Okay. Or you need to like drastically change how you do your business. Right. But these kinds of situations are uh, actually pretty common, especially when you're starting out, when you're first starting out, you know, you, you don't know what your pacing for getting customers will be. And if you're naive, if you've never been in business, you may be even mistaken to think that if you're not getting a customer every week or every day that you're doing something drastically wrong, when really there is a momentum side to business, there's a side to understanding the wind up of creating a system that you're able to sell something. But all that to say, if you've been in business for probably over a year and you're not making sales consistently, um, you you probably need some help. There's there's probably something not working in your business. Doesn't mean you have a failed business, but there's probably something that needs to be changed. Whether that's your offer, um, whether it's the way you sell, whatever the case may be, there's probably something that's broken there. But let's get to the point here. When it comes to the skill sets that a business owner needs in order to be successful, the skill sets that a business owner needs in order to be successful, the more I talk to people, the more I realize how absolutely precious the ability to sell is I never envisioned myself. Let me be clear on something. I never envisioned myself being the guy to get on social media or get on a phone call or meet with someone and give sales advice. The reason for this is that I've always thought of myself as 
pretty averse to sales. Um, I really hate the idea of like the grubby, slimy salesperson. Uh, it's against everything that I stand for as someone who tries to be fairly genuine. Um, I, I've always had a knack for whenever someone wants to get together, they want to have a conversation. It's uh, maybe, maybe I'm stroking my own ego here. Maybe this is true for everybody actually. Um, you know, when someone wants to get together, it's, it's pretty easy to see through that and be like, okay, you want to sell me something. And I don't mean like the general, I mean, everyone knows it, right. For like the general emails when someone's like, Hey, I'd love to get on a quick call and talk. It's like, you want to get on a call and sell me something. I, I get it. Right. But like even people like more casually, when I talk to people, I'm like, okay, you're, you're guiding me towards a sale here. So I've always been pretty even averse to that, where if I'm going to get together with someone, there has to be a reason for it. It has to be genuine. If I say we're just getting together for coffee, that is literally what it is. It's not like I want to give you, I mean, if I show up with like a PowerPoint presentation, you should slap me, right? Because <laughs> it's like, you know, I obviously didn't get together for just coffee if I brought a PowerPoint presentation to our meeting, right? But I've had people do that where they're like, oh, hey, and by the way, I actually have this slide deck to show you. And like my name is, my business name is like on the title card, you know? And I'm like, okay, this wasn't like a PowerPoint deck you just had on a flash drive. Like you made this for me, which let me, let me just go ahead and like, go ahead and prepare yourself for understanding the nuance of sales. Cause I'm going to say some things that are positive and some things that are negative that kind of go in tandem. And it's not meant to be. Uh, this way or that it's just understanding the nuance, the complexities of all of this. So even though I'm knocking this in general, I'm also saying like, you know, the, the person who's hungry, who's going out and having those meetings and, and making these conversations happen, like we shouldn't, we, we shouldn't blast this person. I mean, this person is actually doing what I'm actually getting to the point on, which is the number one use, the, the, the number one skill set you need to be an effective business owner is the ability to sell hands down bottom line. You have to be able to sell. You have to have a cadence for finding a way to get in front of your buyer to talking to them, to listening to them, which is more important than talking to them. And then offering your services or your products to help them. And then either celebrating the win of the deals done or genuinely leaning in when you get rejected. And everyone's going to tell you, I mean, you've probably heard it a thousand times. You've probably lived it yourself. You will get told no 10 million times more than any person will tell you. Yes, it's just how it works. It's just the way the game is played. But what a lot of people do is the fear of no, um, the fear of the feedback. Uh, you know, I have such emotion in my business. I, I've put blood, sweat, and tears into this. So I can't risk, um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm too fragile, which I've, I've had those moments where it's like I've been you know, working so hard for the business. Like, I, I don't know if I can take another. No, I've had those seasons. I mean, five years in business, I've, I've probably had a lot of those seasons, right? So understanding though, you know, there's, there's kind of this insight that someone gave to me years ago and I don't remember, I don't remember where it came from. So I apologize if this is like 
from some like mainstream, like business genius or something, but you know, the more you get comfortable with no, the more you begin to disassociate the no with like your personal value, the more you begin to understand it's not a reflection of me, but rather this person was not the right fit for what I have to sell. And this isn't a bad thing. This is actually a good thing because for every no that you get, you're getting one step closer to really understanding who that person is. Like, I think, I think a lot of times people are so, um, minded about, okay, I got to know, let me go to the next person. In fact, I actually had a guy I talked to early. It was like year one of good advice who he talked about his sales strategy was he would, would try to sell the services. He would pitch the services. And if they said no, he was like, okay, phone call over conversation over. I'm onto the next person. Hey, do you need this help? No. Okay, great. Click onto the next person and was very just like, um, bulk, oriented in terms of like, I got to call as many people as possible. I got to talk to as many people as possible. And there comes a point where you have to pause before the next sale and you have to think and evaluate. Why did that person tell me? No. Did they tell me? No, because I missed it. I, I messed it up. I, I leaned in, which I've had this happen to me. I mean, this has happened even this year. This has happened to me multiple times where I lean too heavily into the sale. I think the person's ready for the pitch, but I lean too heavily into it and they, it, it, you know, pushes them away. I thought there was more trust there than there was when really there was no trust there or there was less trust. And so the sale felt icky. Uh, was it that, was it the right customer, but the wrong time, which can be a lot of people. Uh, or was it someone who's just never going to be your customer? They're never going to see the value. It's like, it's like, it's like, you know, one of, um, a person I really like is Steve lay. You've probably heard his ads on the podcast, but he does bookkeeping and taxes and payroll. Well, if he, if he was to sit down with someone who was like, Oh, I would never hire someone to do my books. Why would he then be frustrated that that person tells him no for buying his services? See, like when we talk about this from like a third person point of view, it's, it's like, it's obvious, right? But when it's us in our business and the person who told me, no, it's easy to take it personal or to see something deeply wrong with the business rather than understanding it's, it was never a fit from the get go. It would be like, you know, your, your dream partner, your spouse, you know, the, the person you envision being the love of your life is, and I'm going to make it really physical for a second here. So I'm not actually this superficial, but let's just say you've always envisioned being married to a blonde and you meet someone who's a brunette. This is a, this is a stupid example. Let's, (laughs) let's nix that. Let's, let's actually do a real example that, um, I mean, I've had friends who've been in the situation. Let's say you've always wanted kids. You've always envisioned yourself having kids since you were in your early twenties, you were thinking of kid names and, you know, throwing the ball around or, you know, cooking with your kid or, you know, whatever the case may be. I don't know, but you've always envisioned it. And then you meet someone who is so clearly, they understand 
I do not want kids. You are heading to a train wreck if you decide to date that person. Because from a core principle, you are on two totally different pages. And I use that example because, again, I've known people that that's, that's what has happened in their marriage was, uh, well, we both disagree completely, but maybe we'll figure it out. Or honestly, what we often do or what I see happen in these situations is maybe I can change them. Maybe they'll come around. Maybe it's a phase. We do the same thing in sales all the time. We meet someone who is diametrically opposed to what we stand for, what we do, what we offer, and yet we keep calling them. We keep reaching out to them. Maybe your values are totally misaligned. I know a lot of times for me, I talk a lot about management and managing your employees well. And one of the conversations that typically comes up with people I work with when it comes to um, just great leadership and great management is I typically always eventually talk about pay. And I say, hey, this, you know, you're, you leading people, it can't be this, this pizza party, you know, whatever we have left in the budget. Um, let's do a little team building, hoorah, and expect to have this incredible team. It can only go so far. And this isn't like a, a personal opinion. This is just a, a statistical one. Your best employees are going to go where they are valued. Now, for every time I say something like that, there's always someone who's like, well, you know, value may not be money. And it's like, okay, that's fair. But for a lot of people, it's money. For a lot of people, I mean, it's just how our society operates, right? But if I'm sitting down with someone and I'm saying, hey, we got to talk about pay, and they don't have that opinion about pay. They are a, you know, I start people out at $10 an hour and they have to prove themselves to me to earn more of, of a, a higher wage. Me and that person, we're never, there's no advice or direction I can give that's going to genuinely help them because we see things differently. And in the same way, they're, they're only going to be frustrated and mad about their investment in me because it didn't take them where they thought it was going to take them because where I'm taking them is a place they don't necessarily believe in. So often in sales, we get in these situations where we're trying to, it's, it's trying to fit the, the square peg, excuse me, the square peg in the round hole instead of like stepping back, disassoci disassociating ourselves from the emotion of it disassociating ourselves from, I have to sell this or I'm worthless, you know, removing the, the strong feelings behind it, stepping back objectively and saying, is this a customer I want to have? Is this a customer I need to have? And moving on from there, you know, with sales being such a valuable skill set, it's like a muscle. You should be aiming to flex that muscle as often as possible. Here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying you need to be obnoxious and that every person is a customer. You need to rewind. You need to rewind and hear the piece that I just literally said. But what I am saying is sales should be an intentional piece of the strategy of your business. You ought to be every day thinking, who will I be selling to and what will I be selling and how will I be talking about it? The reason for that is 
it is rare that someone will build a business that people will be naturally drawn to. It's, it's antithetical to how your customers operate. Meaning let's say you sell a service for someone. Let's, let's, let's talk about, um, uh, a friend of mine has a great business, uh, Jacob Allred, who does on duty, uh, pet, pet waste, um, cleans up the dog poop off your lawn. So the dog poop on your lawn, which by the way, you call Jacob, great business owner. The dog poop on your lawn is not a number one priority for you. It's probably not even a number, a top five priority. Now, if you, if you walk out of your you know patio and you step on it, it probably moves up to a top five, right? Um, which that's a whole different sales conversation entirely of like knowing when to strike when the iron's hot. I uh, can't get into that today, but the, the basic premise of, of it is, you know, when the sale is presented to you to close the sale and not be insecure or, Hey, will you think about it? Let me know. It's like, close the sale, make it happen. And you, you make it happen because you're only in that top five for a precious little time before you fall out of the top five. And then you're like ranked number 16, you know, even for me with good advice, when I'm working with a business and we're doing a lot of different things together, it could be, um, actual consultative work. You know, we're talking about your business, uh, or it could be like one of our services. We're doing SEO. We're doing content creation for you. We're doing, um, a podcast or like you're, you're, you've bought advertising. I mean, it could be anything, um, when it comes to good advice, but no matter what the service is, even when it's related to your business, I'm still not your number one. A lot of times when I, when someone hires me, the conversation goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I've been meaning to reach out to you for a while. I have been thinking about this for a while. That is how most people buy. That's also, by the way, why you want to, you know, be popping up as much as you can for whatever your buyers are so they can see you. They can build trust with you. They can get to know you, right? But understand that your customer isn't thinking of you as number one, even, even though from your perspective, you know, their pain is incredibly significant. Like going back to Steve lay with bookkeeping. If you don't have your books in order, you are in, you are in for a very painful situation. If not this year, then at some point, (laughs) at some point you're in for a very painful day when you realize, shoot, I really should have had some stronger books. So the, you know, when we sell things, we often know how severe the pain is, even though our customer doesn't. So you knowing how big of a deal it is, is not a compelling sales point. Oh, I just, and I say that because I talk to people who they're like, oh, I just know they need this. It doesn't matter that you know that it doesn't matter that you know, they need it. It doesn't matter. What matters is understanding that you may be number 18 on their list of most urgent priorities. So because of that, you cannot have a mentality of, if I build it, they will come. They won't. You're number 18 on the list. They're going to go to 17 other things before they come to you. So it's not, if I build it, they they will come. It's, I will build it. And then I will find the people who find value in what I offer and I will tell them about what I'm doing. 
I will listen to what's going on with them, and I will see is there a common interest here for us to work together. It seems very simple, and yet many business owners aren't doing that. They're not going out, talking to people, engaging with people. And I think I think sometimes, I think the more veteran listeners are doing this really well, and they may not, they may not even think of it as selling. I've even heard veteran business owners say this, right? I, you know, I don't really do selling. I don't think of it as, as selling. And I think it's because as you get so good at this, you know, if you're, if you're foreign to this concept, you're probably thinking what I'm saying is get up at, you know, the crack of dawn, get in your car and drive around and like cold call businesses, get out the phone book. I need to think about like, what's the, what's the 20, what's the 2024 version of get out the phone book? You know, is it, is it sleuth on social media? <laughs> is it finding profiles or people you want to contact? I don't know what it is. But if you're foreign to this concept, you might think I'm saying to like get up and just go chat with as many people as possible. And I'm, I'm not people who do this really well, they wake up, they think, who, who do I want to connect with today? Who do I want to connect with? Who do I want to talk to? Who do I want to learn a little bit more about their business with? And that then leads the conversations from there. And honestly, when I approach sales, I don't, I don't, um, now understand something for a second. Uh, I am somebody who does a podcast who I literally shoot from the hip. When I record a podcast episode, I don't have a script. I don't have, um, now when I was first starting out, I had like, so I would have some notes up just to look at nowadays. It's, it's, I mean, you, you just got me here. I'm just rambling, right? <laughs> Sometimes it's like the Michael Scott qu- quote. Sometimes I start a sentence and I'm like, oh yeah, this is going somewhere. And then other times I'm like, no idea where I'm ending with this, but I'm going somewhere with it. So understand my bias there. So when I say I don't use a script, that's also partly how I operate, right? So if you, if you've used notes or things like that, I I don't think you should feel bad, right? But point being, I'm not, when I sit down with someone, I'm not going through a pitch deck in my head. I'm not going through a script. I haven't rehearsed or recited something. What I'm doing is I'm literally sitting down. Hey, what's going on with your business? Hey, talk to me about it. Oh, cool. And it's, and it's not like, Hey, tell me about your business so that I can tell you about what I'm selling. It's like, I genuinely want to know. That's also me just as a human being is when I sit down with people, I have a rule of thumb. My wife has the same rule of thumb is how do I ask more questions than things I say. It's the old adage, be interested rather than interesting. That's just how I operate. Well, that pairs really well with sales because when you take a genuine interest in people and you start to learn more about them, you start to see, is there common ground here? And my approach from then on is when someone's like, man, I, I really could use someone who could help me with this. I say, I could probably help you sitting down with a guy who was like, man, I really want to start this podcast. I don't know what I'm doing. How wild would it be for me to be like, yeah, good luck with that, man. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not a, you know, it's, it's just, it's funny how we do this though. Right. But so he said, man, I could really use some help. Hey, I could help you. If you want, I could help you. This is what it looked like. This is what it would cost. You know, and uh, he was like, "Okay, let's do it. I'm ready. Let's do it." 
Deal done. Did it feel like selling? No. Was I going out calling people endlessly? Let me tell you about my my service. No. Though, again, if you cold call, I don't have a problem with you. Don't be insecure, you know? (laughs) It's just not me. It's not how I do it. But I think a lot of business owners aren't even positioning themselves to have those conversations. And when I say be strategic and be, be thinking about how you can sell every day, it's less about the pitch and it's more about position. Every day when I wake up, I think, how can I put myself in a position to make a sale today? So that is often, who am I going to reach out to today? For social media and content, how am I going to show up in front of people today? I am looking for ways to position myself to be able to have a sales conversation. And if you do that, the opportunities will show up. And when we talk about this, we're not talking about buying an email list or buying a a list of businesses. And you go down the list and you call people. I wake up today. I'm going to call people. You have to understand that if that is your approach, it is a pure numbers game. It's the guy I was mentioning earlier who, do you need my help? Nope. Click. Do you need my help? And you have to understand that unless you're wired for that and by wired for it, I mean, you are comfortable with getting told yes, one to 3% of the time. (laughs) if that's, if that's working for you, I'd say go for it. But for other people, if what you have in you is 10 phone calls a day, it will take you 10 days for one sale, statistically speaking. And typically those kinds of customers are not as valuable, valuable, meaning, um, willing to pay the value of your services and are just genuinely good customers. Usually those customers aren't high value in the sense of the customer who knows you and already trusts you. They see the value in what you're doing. And frankly, they're, if you, if you actually do know them, um, they're typically going to stay out of your hair. Unlike some random person, uh, might be a little more difficult to work with. So, so that's my encouragement to you. Wherever you are in your business, get consumed with the idea of how can I sell every day? How can I position myself to be a salesperson every single day and flex that muscle? It is a muscle like anything else. So if you don't use it, it'll atrophy. But the more you use it, the better you'll get at it today. Just to say what I mentioned earlier, for the expert people out there who say, you know, I don't even think of it as selling anymore. Like that is what you'll, that is what you will become because you'll become so good at just having conversations. It doesn't mean you won't mess it up. It doesn't mean you won't have misses. It doesn't mean that you won't have a conversation where you thought you were doing it really well. And then you totally, you know, you, you, you trying to think of a word to say, you flumped it. Am I making that word up? You know, you miss it though. You're still going to make the mistakes. It's not a big deal. It's just the process, right? But you got to show up every day. Because no one's coming to save you. I think that's the gut check. No one's coming to save you. It's not if you build it, they will come. You have to eat what you kill. So get out there and start meeting people. Hey, that's today's episode today. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget you can follow us on any platform of your choice. 
Uh, don't forget to leave us a review if you like the podcast. If you don't like the podcast, maybe don't leave a review, you know. Uh, we also have a Google business profile. You can check out good advice here in Northwest Arkansas. If you love the podcast, feel free to drop me a review saying you enjoy the podcast. All that to say, we're coming up on 400 episodes soon. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. We're still here. <laughs> so all that to say, I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate our sponsors for supporting the show. And that's today's good advice. We'll catch you later. Keep selling. Make it happen. See ya.